Hi. Hi, darling. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Good. Thank you. Nice to see you. Ditto. <laughs> hey, Jody. Hey, Ronnie. Hi. The angels are flying in. <laughs> Hi, Laurel. Hi, Paul. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Ronnie. Hi, Jody. Oh, no wonder I couldn't hear. To turn on my volume. That helps. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everyone. Hi, Ronnie. Ronnie. Laurel, we've been missing you in that Saturday community calls. I have not been awake. <laughs> I can't. I can't seem to get up early enough. <laughs> oh. Well, we we miss you. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Thank you. So what do you have behind you there, Tracy? What's that? What do you have behind you? Um, it's it's like a screen. Is that what you mean, the screen? Yeah. yeah. It's a screen, and I've just put some fabric over it so it's more attractive. I mean, <laughs> I enjoy looking at it more than what would be there otherwise because behind that is a lot of file boxes. <laughs> which, which have multiplied and multiplied with my current family jobs. They won't always be here, but they're kind of like bunny rabbits. They just multiply so much paperwork. <laughs> so, so, yeah, not very, you know. This is, this, I like the blue. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Hi, Laurie. It's spiritual. Hello, Paula. I saw you on the call last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I saw Laurel. And let's see. I think I saw Carla, didn't I? On the call last night, too. A lot of you were doing that (laughs) class, huh? Both of them, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's nice to get a, a double helping of Jennifer every week. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do better when I listen to both throughout the week. I I stay on my holy joyous for the week when I listen both times. <laughs> <laughs> Is your haircut, Lori? Uh, no. no, it's very curly, oh. and it's pulled back. I am at my uh, father's house with the cabin. We've been going through the cabin and. We sold part of just an acre of the ranch, and we have to clean. And so my hair's pulled back, and <laughs> and we're working hard. I'll show you a table. See my table? See all that oh, stuff? Yes. Oh, my goodness, yes. See all the stuff? Yeah. And each one, yes, and each one is a collector that my dad had at the cabin. So... <laughs> We are selecting and going through things. So that must be quite an experience. 
Well, when we are done, we are going to be so wholly joyous. (laughs) (laughs) We are building such muscle. That's what I was telling Tammy today. And I'll I'll talk about that a little bit more when we pray in. (laughs) Anybody want to pray in? Is this a community call? This is a community. Yep, that's what. (laughs) (laughs) That means nobody's in charge. (laughs) Great. I'll pray in. Okay. So let's take a nice, deep, easy breath into our hearts, breathing in love and gratitude, just letting it fill in our heart space and. Ah, Just feel it going all the way through our body and our mind. All the way through our aura so that we just are really feeling the flow of love all the way through us. We're so grateful to be here and gathered for our community call and coming together to share whatever's happening in our lives, what's in our hearts whatever it is that we are looking at and asking for healing so that we can love and support each other in all of our healing journey. So we invite the angels, we invite the ascended masters, we invite our guides, all beings of light who who are wanting to help humanity. We invite you here to be with us, to look over and to give us any wisdom, anything that might be of help to any one of us that we might be able to share with each other. We're so grateful. We know that we are loved. We know that the divine is always in us, with us, throughout us. And we are just so grateful to be part of that and to be one with everyone. And with that, we say amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Laurel. It was so beautiful. Yes, Mm. thank you. Well, I would like to share miracles. Because that is what (laughs) that is what that course is called, isn't it? (laughs) Oh my goodness. I I I have been living a couple of months on my own and it's been extremely difficult. I'm not, I'm not able to walk up and down my stairs hardly at all. And I'm walking like my grandmother used to when she was like 85 years old. I know, I know I'll get better uh, when a roommate comes. So it, it hasn't discouraged me, but it's just been really hard to be this tired. Anyway, um, I think I, I think I have found my perfect roommate and it's just been, it's just been waiting. You know, it's just been having the faith and the trust that really the perfect person will come that, that I, I really, I really know that I deserve to have the perfect roommate and that that roommate needs me just as much and that we're, we're gifts to one another so I'm going to be meeting her at the end of the week, and I'm really excited about that. But the big miracle, the one that's just beyond my 
I can't even really take it in, is that my, I, I did some work on healing with my daughter this week. And I, I, I don't think I've even brought her up. I, I compartmentalized my daughter because she moved away 10 years ago. And it's, it was really one of the most um, separations that I've ever experienced. And, but we still talk to each other every week. And it, it's, just, it's just been very painful because we were really close when she was growing up. Anyway, um, I was, I've been wondering, what am I going to do, you know, for like the last part of my life? Um, I'm very isolated in Colorado, and I've got family, sisters in Chicago and in St. Louis, and my daughter's in Portland, but I've been trying to think, should I go to, should I go to St. Louis? Should I go to Chicago? Uh, it never even occurred to me to go to Portland. My daughter never brought it up. She never even indicated that that would be okay. But this week when I did my healing work um, with my daughter, the next day she called up and she basically gave me the option to come and live there with her. And that we would find property, you know, we'd both sell our places and we'd, we'd find property where I'd be like in the little house and she'd be in the big house. But we would be together. And I can only say that this would have been my deep, desire of the heart but I would never have even thought to ask for it and uh, I, I'm so blown away and so grateful and so full of joy and I can't think of anything that would have been a better gift um, and blessing to me than this so I, I really wanted everybody to know how how beautiful it is when we really are doing our work and we get rid of the things that are in the way, these blocks to love. Um, this stuff, it works. And Jennifer's been telling us and teaching us. And I certainly have been seeing it all along too, but I can't even think of anything to ask for anymore now. This is it. This is, this is, <laughs> this is the piece de resistance, so to speak. I'm just so happy to share it with you all. Thank you, Laurel. That's really lovely. Really lovely. It is. I mean, I'm alone. It's hard being sick and being alone. So to have to know that my daughter is willing to be there um, to support me is amazing. So. It's a miracle. It is it's such a miracle. Because she's she's really wanted she's needed to distance herself for her reasons. And I've had to accept that. Um, but I never I would never believe this. So now I get to <laughs> to live, live it, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just want to say, Laurel, your the joy in your face and the openness and the softness in your prayer and in your, your beautiful sharing. You just have this just most beautiful, open, loving grace about you. It's just so, so touching, so moving to witness. So thank you. Very beautiful. Very, I see, I feel peace. Yeah. Mm. So wonderful to share one another's 
joy at a time like this. I mean, I'm so happy for you and I can see your happiness and, you know, to feel it all together and to see the miracle. What, what healing work did you do that day? Um, it was, it was just acknowledging this deep pain that I still was carrying um, of her leaving and just letting myself feel, feel the, the, the sadness of the full sadness of it. Cause I've been, you know, I, I was, I was basically hysterical for the three months, 10 years ago when she did leave. And then I, like I said, I compartmentalized and really just put it so that I didn't have to feel it anymore. And um, I let myself feel it. And I saw all the other people and times in my life where people had abandoned me or I perceived it as. And so it's like a, a kind of like a clean sweep, so to speak. And then I just gave it, uh, I, I saw that it had to do with my separation from God. And I brought it to the truth, which is that I'm not ever separate. It's impossible. And I felt a great peace. Wow, beautiful. Thank you. Very. I love that you took it all the way to the separation, that you got that all the way back to the beginning. Beautiful. That's what it says in the Course, that that's every problem is really rooted in our separation. Mm -hmm. And abandonment felt really, <laughs> it wasn't hard <laughs> to link those two together. And when you say compartmentalized, you just put it in the back of your mind? That's right. And you just didn't deal, you didn't, so then you brought it. You brought it to spirit, brought it to the light. Yeah, and then this was, well, here, here's another little piece was that my new kitty, Bella. Bella has, she's been the perfect trigger. Bella has a lot of abuse in her background. So she's pretty traumatized, little girl. And so she doesn't let me just come down and sit by her and touch her when I want to do that. And it's been triggering my feelings of rejection. <laughs> This little kitty, but I realized she's offering me, a, you know, an opportunity to look at these feelings that I'm that need to be healed. So it was actually that night. Then I, I sat I, on purpose, sat down next to Bella. She got up, and moved away. <laughs> she did exactly what she was supposed to do, and I started crying. And it just then the whole thing just kind of unspooled, you know, from that. Well, well. <laughs> Yay, Bella. Yay, Bella. Yep. <laughs> I just want to second what Paula said. I mean, how great that you got all the way back to realizing the connection with, um, you know, the separation and the rejection issues with Bella and then with your daughter and realized it was really about believing a separation with God. And when you got 
the peace about that not being true and that being healed. That's so powerful. Wow. It is. Mm-hmm. Because that was a lifetime's worth. Not that that's all of it, but it felt like, a, you know, it just felt like a whole lot of pain um, was released with that. You got a piece of it. Yeah. Yeah, I got a, I got a big piece of it, felt like. You know, the other interesting thing, too, is that the, the whole rejection thing is, um, or abandonment, is our projection of the separation. You know, hey, it's not us. It wasn't our choice. Somebody did that to us. That's right. You know, so it's cool. It's all happening and you're turning it around in the right direction. Kudos, girl. Thank you. you. (laughs) Well, and I want to also, you know, just say my uh, Lana, who's the spiritual counselor I've been working with, has been really wonderful at helping to point this out, that all my upsets really have to do with ultimately separation. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that's really in my mind now. So whenever I have any upset now, I, I usually <clears throat> can bring it, excuse me, <clears throat> to to that same through that same process. I can usually see where the the, the pain is leading me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laurel, I just wanted to say that I think. Um, it's very brave of you because there were no guarantees of the outcome and yet you were willing to face your fears, you know, without attachment. And uh, so I just want to applaud you as well. Thank you so much. Yeah. I just feel like I, there's nothing, there's nothing else left to do. It feels like in life, I've kind of reached that point where mm-hmm. that's the only thing that feels important to me now is healing. And whatever that looks like, you know, and the Course says that's peace of mind. So I'm grateful that that's the goal. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing. I'm willing to feel whatever it is. Oh, my gosh. I've been all the suffering I've suffered without any, um, what's the word, you know, any healing that comes with it. So mm-hmm. now it feels like, oh, piece of cake. And finally, you know, benefit from feeling the feeling. Oh, bring it on. Yeah. And I, I think I, one thing I experience is once I get the pop of the um, breakthrough, it seems like other things in my life began to open. And it just, in the last couple of weeks, I've had some ahas, and it just seems like this, and then the next one breaks open, and the next one breaks open. So wait, it's, some more is coming. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Spirit knows that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're willing, aren't we? Yes. We're willing, willing. And that's what Jennifer keeps reflecting to us is that we're, yeah. And that, that really is the key, isn't it?
Well, I can uh, go through a couple of things that are going on in my world. Um, I think the miracle that I want to share is that I can really get back to holy joyous very quickly, even though it feels like there's lots of uh, people around me that are having breakdowns. And um, for example, I, you know, we're here in Idaho and we're dividing uh, my father's property. Uh, I showed you the table full of this stuff. And, um, and that is just a barely parts, one section of the garage that we were going through. But so uh, we've had a breakdown with our brother, Tam and I, and we, he's not speaking to us now. He has, he says he's out. Um, he says that whenever he's around us, he wants to drink and he's not going to ruin his life. So he is going to not be around. And so we have, we're, we've been sorting and there's a missing when we're sorting um, because he says, take what you want and leave me with the rest. You will, you'll get what you want anyway, you know, type thing as a, as a resignation. And it really has saddened my heart to think that, you know, we're at that point where, um, you know, we, we just need to proceed. We, why? Because we sold the one property, we get a pit say, pay off the house, he's going to move into the house. And so all the house needs to be sorted through. And he doesn't, he doesn't understand that our love for him is why we're giving him the house that he can move into the house and have the house. But he's so, um, we're all so in our, in our old story about family and about how we were trained to relate to each other, that there's, you know, it doesn't seem to be any understanding. Um, and so it's been very sad for me to pick out the stuff that without having him say, well, I'd like that. And I'd like that. All I, Tam and I get to do is say, well, I like that. And like that table I showed you, I picked two things off of that table because I've got some guilt going on. I'm like, shoot, I don't want to take everything. I don't even know what to do with a million pieces of that stuff. And, and uh, there's a darling little bear. It's a wooden bear that's carved, you know, that Oregon, we bought it in Oregon. And, and I'm like, I love that bear. That is such a cute bear. And then I just go, I don't want to hurt my brother. So it's really quite a tug of war um, with, within myself. And uh, um, so, he, you know, Jennifer talks about being responsible. So, you know, I'm res I, I hold responsibility for how my brother relates to me. Now, how I get him to see that is, you know, I've been doing I love you, thank you, you know, forgive me. I've been doing the whole pona pona and um, lifting it up. I get awakened about one o'clock in the morning every morning going, you know, what can I do? What can I say? What can I be? You know, and um, and. And so, you know, that's where I'm standing right now, sorting through the stuff and the stuff has to go. <laughs> it has to go and somebody has to take it. So it's kind of hard on me, but I, I, you know, I still say that life is going to give us things. Spirit is going to give us things and it's only to practice our muscles. So we've got, you know, 
things that are occurring that are just exercising, you know, you look at everything with love and look with everything with gratitude and move forward. You know, that's a thing that I'm doing is I'm another step and saying, okay, I need to pick something out from this table. I need to pick something out. And so, and so anyway, I, I can see where the, it's just a practicing that muscle and uh, moving it forward. So we'd love to pray, you know, have you all pray for this situation. Um, and, and again, it's interesting, uh, Laurel, that like your daughter, you've got 10 years of, you know, stuff that, that you were hurting for. And, and I feel like it's a lifetime. Some, you know, when you're dealing with your siblings, it just feels like there's so much history and there's, there can be so much resentment that everybody carries. And, and I'm willing to, to let go of the resentment. And I'm, you know, I, I say to my, Laura, you're muted. You got muted somehow and frozen. Uh, well, I'm on. I don't have Wi-Fi at my house, and so it's um coming in and out the thing. So, yeah. So um, I was just saying that sometimes I don't know how, but I'm willing. You know, I'm willing to take a look, and so blessed, so grateful that I'm in this program. And I'm so grateful that I have Course in Miracles. I'm so grateful that I, I believe in spirit and that I'm guided. And so I'm just really grateful that I'm on this journey. So that's it. I was just smiling, Lori, because um, Jennifer's been talking lately about getting out of fear or getting out of um, a negative emotion. And she says the first step is to go into gratitude, and that's exactly what you were doing. So <laughs> good for you. I just, I just say I'm grateful. I'm grateful for all the gifts that our parents gave us. Yeah. What? We need you to okay so my sister needs me to help her set up a study buddy zoom so i'm going to be right back okay
Uh, I, I'm just curious because in looking at back to Lori when she comes, but you know, just what she's talking about in terms of, um, you know, the the long-standing conflicts, you know, between siblings, for instance. But it, it means any relationship, really. I t I tend to, you know, when I I tend to forget what Jennifer tells us to do about it, other than to give, you know, give our feelings, you know, to spirit and to be willing to see things differently. And um, I'm just wondering if if you guys have any you know, like what strikes you? Because I, I'm in a, an online group um, of people that were reading the course, we're taking turns reading it, but but people write about their problems. And there's a couple of people that are talking about longstanding difficulties, one with their daughter, one with their mother. And I feel like, oh, I, I mean, Jennifer talks about relationships, but it's like, well, I, I wanna impart some, you know, some helpful things, um, but I'm just trying to remember what it is that she, teaches about this. One of the things she's pointed me and others of us towards is a divine experiment prayer. Oh, yes, yes. And so I'm doing that. And and I think there's also a number of the Course in Miracles lessons I was just reading the other day, 121, which is forgiveness is the key to happiness. And that's one of the ones that has an actual exercise of seeing the light in somebody who's a quote, you know, an enemy or somebody who bothers you and a friend. And then so there's a whole it's a it's a guided process. So there's some right in the Course in Miracles. And since that group might not be familiar with Jennifer's Divine Experiment, which I like a lot, but um, there are some workbook lessons that have like that kind of a forgiveness process in it that I think would be helpful maybe for people that I find, I find helpful. I use it. I use that too with my sibling things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. A couple things I use is the deep desire in my heart. Uh, I remember Jennifer had a whole list of the deep desire in my heart that evolved around relationships and, uh, uh, so I, I went back and wrote every one of hers down on a piece of paper, and then I added to it. So I had a page of deep desires of my heart evolving around relationships. And I remember the first time, you know, she talks about unceasing prayer with deep desire of my heart. And I remember going outside and standing facing the sun and just reading that page over and over and over again. I think I spent about 15 minutes on it that time, but I never did go back and do it like that again. But what I did is every day I, I would read that list and think about that list because we were getting ready to go to my daughter's wedding and we had all this family coming and strained relationships there. And even when I got there, I used the deep desire in my, my heart. And, um, and I also work on not judging. Even we'd be in the store, uh, several of us together, and I would look at someone, a stranger, and I'd start judging. And right away, I'd, I'd ask to have that judgment removed. And so I really worked on no judging anybody in the family. And I spread that out in no judging anybody. And 
it was incredibly helpful. I mean, we it was it was uh, it was a wonder, a beautiful time. I never felt so loved and loving towards the family, and we all got along so beautifully. And I really feel like I, there was a real healing between my my uh, daughter-in-law and myself. And I, I've 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 shared the whole story before. But uh, the deep desire has really helped me with relationships. The other one is um, always asking spirit. <laughs> First, let it begin with me. Spirit, should I speak? If so, what should I say and how should I say it? And most of the time it's like, don't say anything. <laughs> don't say anything. But I've always felt very guided. Uh, when it comes to that, when I'm going into a situation with someone, you know, I'll even do it with my husband. We'll be in the same room and I will ask, should I, should, uh, should I speak? If so, what should I say and how should I say it? And that, that has worked really well for me. And, uh, Lori, I, I know what you're going through. I remember when my, my, the last of my parents passed away and we had to go through everything and there was five of us. And I wish I knew then what I know now is that each one of us dealt with our grief so differently. And that we never really could, I could never understand why they behaved the way they were behaving. <laughs> they were, to me, they were doing stuff that just didn't seem right. It just seemed odd. And now looking back, I realized it was just the way each one of us grieved, which was different from the other. Five different ways, you know, each one of us different. And uh, I, I wish I had this program back then because I did not handle it well back then. Uh, there was strain in the family. My older sister and I, younger sister and I, it was like my younger sister and I and then my sister, we separated and hadn't spoke to each other for like three years. It took three years for us to come back together. And then the guys, they didn't really care, the two, <laughs> the two brothers. But... Yeah, it's it's a really, really difficult time and then going through all that stuff is difficult. Thank you for that. Yes. I'm glad that glad that I'm not alone, that people you you look like you survived. That's good. But you know, I do feel like I'm getting better because this is probably the first time I've been here since Thursday of last week and this is the first time that I don't feel like punching him in the face. Like we have gotten, you know, it's been, I've been, I go back, I revert back to when I was a teenager when I was trying to force him to do something. And, and the last time I got home, I, my blood pressure was 50 points high. I could not get it down for days. I was so upset and so attached and I'd go home and I would, I would say, I don't need anything. Why am I so attached? And, and um, this time I'm really at peace and I, you know, I'm just healing so much with my father. It's been so beautiful to go through his things and my mother's things. But mother's been gone for eight years. But to go through the things that they collected and the things that they loved and, and finding, you know, just little treasures to know that he loved us is just such a treat for me. And so this time I'm very grateful, very, very grateful 
that I am at peace while I'm here and um, that my blood pressure, I have to report, is doing fine. And, um, and so it's, it's okay. And that feels good. So we're, we're, we're ahead of the game, I think, with that. Yeah. Yep. But just a lots and lots of decisions. Just recently, I've been dealing with a, a relationship issue, and uh, I heard spirit say to me, turn to me, come to me. And then I heard spirit say, put yourself in your own heart. Start with yourself and put yourself in your own heart. And then uh, after I did that, I heard, now put them in your heart with you and hold you, your, you two together. And surround yourself with God's love, both of you with God's love. And I found a lot of peace in doing that. And love, being able to, it, it always feels like when I do that, that all the judgments seem to just fall away. To create that loving space for both or everyone that's involved in the in whatever is going on. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's very helpful for me. <laughs> it's beautiful. I li love that. Love that. Yeah, I do too. Mm -hmm. and, and it so speaks of the fact that we are one. I mean, we aren't, we are not separate. No matter what our feelings are, we are not separate. So that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful practice, Ronnie. Thank you. Thanks, Ronnie. Sorry, I just wanted to, oh, sorry, Lori. No, okay. go ahead. No, I just wanted to add, um, sometimes I find it difficult to bring someone into my heart <laughs> right away. Um, but um, that little practice that Kareem Zuko introduced to us to remember um, she would say, to, we had to say it to one another, actually, like, you are perfect, you are love, loved, you are whole, you are complete. And I always add, you are safe. And I just find saying that to someone, visualizing them in front of me, it just calms me right down. And then I'm more able to be in that loving space. I almost need to do a step before bringing them into my heart. But I, I, it just calms me right down. Yeah. I remember uh, years ago, I had a gift shop in Lexington. And um, my landlord was a real tiger. And he was just um, very difficult for me to deal with. And I remember thinking, I wanted to love him. But I couldn't. I didn't feel it. So I said to Holy Spirit, you love him. <laughs> I know you can love him. I can't do it. And would you believe the next day he came into my shop and was kind as can be. I couldn't believe it, you know. 
And but it was funny because it wasn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But I knew <laughs> that you know, love is there to love him. Go for it. <laughs> That, that reminds me of some other practices and actually in the course Laurel for your group that, that I use. Um, and, and so one is to say to the whoever in my mind, um, God is the love in which I love you. And, and, and that, that's kind of helpful when maybe I'm feeling like I'm not quite there yet. Kind of Paul, like what you were just saying, God, God is the love in which I love you. And there's another similar one. And it's a passage that talks about, I can't remember where it is exactly, but the idea is that if um, uh, if we both agree that we're going to be separate, then we're going to experience that. But we don't have to agree with that. And so we can, so like with my siblings, I can, I can say um, our minds are joined. We're joined. We're one. You know, even though we're in this apparent time of um, seemingly not being joined, that that's not true. That's not that's not really what's happening. And and I'm not gonna. I think it's a passage actually that talks about sickness. That if we both agree we're separate, we're gonna be sick. <laughs> we're gonna, that's the result of that. Um, and so, and then another one that reminds me of what Ronnie just said that I love to do is about being in the circle of atonement and, and inviting everybody in. And it's like a garden there and, um, and inviting in whomever the people might be that I'm maybe in thinking I'm in conflict or seemingly in disharmony with. And it's, um, Yeah, it's holding all of us in our perfection there. I mean, it's kind of like when you move into that space, you realize all the appearances and the behaviors and the what's not of God isn't real. It seems to not be able to enter into the circle in my mind. It's like that. you leave that all at the door and then you come in and, and we're all here in our perfection and our holiness and how God created us. And then there's this oneness and the love and... Um, the peace and the reminder of what's what's really true. So I love that visualization too. And it's very similar to the one Ronnie just shared, but might be helpful. Like Franca, you said, you know, it's hard sometimes to bring people into your heart. So that's like a, like a circle, a garden. It's like a, I think a representation of heaven, maybe or light or any, anything like that. So, and, and Ronnie, I wanted to ask you where that list was. I, of course, I'm very familiar with Deep Desire of the Heart, but I think I forgot about that there's a list like that that is specific to relationships, and that sounds like that would be super helpful to me to look at. You know, it comes from last year, I think. And uh, what's that? I think it's in the journal or one of the classes. It was one of the classes. Okay. And what I did was went back and got the transcript mm. and printed it out or just wrote it out on a piece of paper. Oh. Uh, like I said, it filled up half a page. And then I, it inspired me to come up with more. Mm -hmm. And 
I'd be happy to send that to you, Tracy. Or anybody else. <laughs> That'd be great. I would I would really appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> send it to me too. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Me too, Ronnie. This is Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Hey. Well, I'm um, busy packing, so I can't be on video, but I um, have loved this discussion, and I had to stop my packing and write a few notes to remember um, because the relationships are so powerful. And um, I've also got a situation with my family, and there's five siblings, just like you were describing, Ronnie, and I've got two sisters and two brothers, so I'm like, Oh boy, you know, <laughs> five different personalities and um, dealing with an aging mother and every single person has an idea of what's right for her. Mm. And um, I'm so grateful for this class because I can see that I'm, I'm a healing fulcrum for my, that my family. And um, so as everyone seems to be pitting against each other for what to do and how to do it and telling someone else what to do. Um, I, I uh, am so grateful for this course because I look at everybody's doing the best they can. And what's the other question that I found that was helpful was what's their intention. And I, and I think about, being whole and safe and most of us do not feel safe. So the actions are, are different coping mechanisms for being safe. And, and what we think how our mom should be safe. So that's one other question I asked to, to help get me out of my um, judgment with someone. What's their intention with my siblings? Hmm. Thank you. That's, and Branka, just to, to just acknowledge that we are safe, like Jeannie just repeated too. That's, that is so comforting, the safety. And, and Ronnie, I, the deep desire, there's not a deep desire of the heart exercise that I've ever done that does not happen. It always happens, especially when I con always happens. It's amazing and makes so many miracles. So thank you for the reminder about that, too. So I'm safe, and I'm going to do divine experiments. I also like Gary Renard. And, and this may be in A Course in Miracles, but I got it from reading Gary Renard's book. You are Christ, pure and innocent, all is forgiven and released. Is that in The Course in Miracles? No. You are Christ, pure and innocent, all is forgiven and released. And that calms me down sometimes when I'm in a flurry of judgment. <laughs> yeah, and it took me with my husband, um, well, since I've been doing this work with uh, Jennifer, really, 
such a big difference to be able to see him as a pure, innocent being and to totally, well, not totally, but I'm getting better, <laughs> backing off of judgment, you know, and just appreciating that pureness of Christ that he is. And it's just made our relationship so wonderful, you know, yeah. There's so much more affection between us. There's uh, the bristling. There used to be bristling. You know, one of us walks into the room, the other one automatically bristles. And it's like, no, you know, that's just, I mean, and it's all due to, to this work, I have to say. And so I'm grateful to all of you who are one with me in this work that we're doing. Thank you all. I just love you all so much for being here. Thanks. Me too. I really love this group. No, me too. <laughs> Paula, it's that is so beautiful. That is just so warm to my heart that that can make such a difference. Marriages, it can be so whole, fun, and so beautiful if we could be present with our partners. So, yay! <laughs> Good job. Good work. Yeah, thank you, Paula. I'm encouraged by that. I'm working um, to improve and see my partner as the pure innocence and as my savior, my daughter, too. Yeah, and then, you know, just the, what I'm learning about myself, I really have to appreciate his persistence in being who he is. That really requires of me, you know, to go deeper and, and, and look at different aspects and different facets. It, it just keeps going on. Um, but what's, the other funny thing is that he can say funny things. And I used to be so willing to take offense at them. And now they're just so funny. You know, I'm not... <laughs> they're just funny he's funny I can appreciate him for just being funny and I'm not looking for meaning or taking offense or uh, anything like that it's just uh, uh, way more joyful and free I'm just curious Paula with those the things that you're laughing at now do you think it was his intention? What was his intention when he says these things? Um, he, I would judge him to be snarky. Mm -hmm. I would judge him to be snarky, like something would would happen, and he'd go, "Well, of course you wouldn't do that," or you know, or. Um, um, even in our morning meetings at work, you know, I lead the morning meetings uh, on on Tuesdays. And so sometimes he'd just come in left field with a cutting remark. And, you know, now he comes in and it's 
I'm not as cutting. See, that's the thing. I'm not as cutting and judgmental. You know, I'm having to back off of that. And therefore, as my intention changes, ah. his intention is changing. Think of that. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, because he can say these funny things in the morning, let's say, when we're together, and we both laugh. Or I have to really laugh. And then it brings a smile from him. And it, in those meetings, he'll come in with something, and it's like, really good one that was a really good one <laughs> you know it's just shifted but i'm i'm shifted so yay. Thank, you. thank you that was a beautiful key that you just <laughs> shared thank you <laughs> My next biggie um, is, you know, remember Jennifer mentioned, I don't know if you can see this book, that David Hawkins, and there's two books, um, Letting Go, I got because I, I, I bought the wrong book, but you know how that is. It's really not the wrong book. It's perfect. <laughs> then I got the other one. Um, However, one of the things, you know, talking about suffering, uh, I realized with Lyme, uh, I, I might have mentioned this before, but one time I said to Jennifer something about my Lyme or I have Lyme. And she was like, you, you don't say that. Don't say that. Well, I'm understanding that more deeply how. I, ha I am choosing to punish myself. Now, that's my, my understanding, okay, my understanding. And I'm deciding to come from mind, I don't have Lyme. I don't have Lyme. I'm free. I mean, I, I can love the Lyme spirochetes, and I do. But I, I'm exploring that. If it's in my mind and I am using it to punish myself, then I'm going to intend. I don't have Lyme. I'm going to declare it. I don't have Lyme. And uh, let's see where that goes. And it's a really good exploration for me, these books, that way. And to not look at myself as a localized body, you know, the whole concept of I'm not this body, I'm not this mind, I'm the immortal self. And so what is it like to, to walk and talk and be that immortal self in action, you know? Um, Anyway, thank you. <laughs> that, that Paula is so much what's up for me as well. And, um, and I was going up the steps and slowly, but I thought, what would it be like if, if everything were healed? 
in that I totally loved myself, completely loved myself. And I had maybe five seconds, I don't know, but I thought five seconds of having what felt like that experience. And it was, it was so joyous and just nowhere to go, nothing that needs to happen. Everything is complete. Everything is just perfect. And just resting in that for the five seconds. But it was enough to inspire me that that's available. And so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm so interested in, you know, in, in where Jennifer is leading us now um, in terms of using our minds to, to heal ourselves. Yeah. yeah, it's an exploration. It is. It's an exploration, and it's uh, in, into the realm of the miraculous, like we were talking about. It's really moving into the realm of the miraculous. Is it possible? And, you know, D David Hawkins experienced it over and over in his life. There was things that he released. So I released the lime, all those cute little spirochetes that are just so clever and brilliant and little beings of little divine beings. Uh, and uh, I, I'm free. And, um, the whole idea of making declarations has been new to me in the prayers that Jennifer does. You know, the, the idea that I am the divine being. Uh, and if I'm calling forth, I'm calling my own divinity forth. And to make a declaration as that divine being, you things happen. That's, you know, why thoughts, we have to be so careful with our thoughts, you know, because we are that divinity. And so what we think and, and, and just how we've been conditioned and um, uh, hypnotized into the beliefs that we have, that really blew me away in David Hawkins, you know, writing. You know, I'm just talking about from childhood, the things that our parents tell us. You know, the things that the medical profession tells us even. You know, that's just not true. Uh, but we believe these things. And the things our culture, wow, could we really be free of that? Outside the box where there's miracles yeah um i'm game <laughs> and then there are the days when i just want to sleep <laughs> and then i'm game again <laughs> so grateful to be in a group of people where we can talk about this i mean this is that's such a privilege, yeah. I, I've been really enjoying this book, too, and having some opportunities to practice um, with different sensations in my body that I have labeled with different negative words, and I am <laughs> practicing, and I am noticing when I do that, and, and, and we've been taught to do that. What do you feel? We're supposed to put a label on it. But I notice, like, 
if I say, well, it's pain and I'm focusing on it, well, it, the pain gets worse right away. But if I am like, oh, okay, tr try not to label it or, or put any judgment on it, but just notice it. And I notice that oftentimes it'll kind of move around and um, the sensation will change and then it will like disappear and then it will maybe move somewhere else and then, and then it kind of goes. But as soon as I put a word on it, and they're all negative. It's stuff like, well, it's tight. It's pain. It's, it's you know, um, I'm noticing it gets more intense because I'm focusing my <laughs> attention on it and I'm labeling it with a negative word. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this, too, because I'm realizing just like he says and you're saying that I've been We've been taught all these things, and I've been taught to be a really good caretaker. So as soon as there's something to notice, I mean, I'm on it, and I'm I'm responsible, and I'm feeling the feeling, and and I'm you know I've gotten really good at feeling this stuff, and and now I realize that's all backwards. It's not good teaching at all, you know. So it's it's pretty exciting, but um. But I guess because I want to learn it, I'm having lots of opportunity recently to practice. So, um, but, yeah, I'm grateful, too. And I love hearing Paula that you say you're on it one day, and then the next day you want to sleep all day. So, um, yeah, I'm similarly. Some days I'm so elated about it, and then, and then I'm um, experiencing sensations that I have to look at and try to not label the next day and, and, and experiment with. Reminding myself, I'm an infinite being, and I'm not my body, and I am not subject to these things. I'm under no laws, but the laws of God. That's how the Course puts it. And, you know, I love that because I've been taught, no, I'm under the laws of biology and physiology and nutrition and whatever, all those laws, right, that are not... We don't have only if I decide I am, I am, and then if I decide I'm not, I'm not. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. I remember a reading about um, uh, the spiritual teacher went to his spiritual teacher in India, and this guy was in. Uh, who wrote um, "Be Here Now"? Ramdas. Ramdas. Okay, so this was Ramdas, and he went to his spiritual teacher in India, and he gave him a handful of LSD, like a handful of LSD. And the guy took it all. Nothing happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> the whole body and all of that stuff wasn't really relevant. <laughs> his consciousness... His awareness was just steady. I, ne I never forgot that. And the other one that I never forgot was this, the, the uh, lady saint in India. Her mother-in-law, and you know Indian mother-in-laws rule the roost. So the mother-in-law was on her case about that she ate too much and she was a pig. She stopped eating. 
She's never eaten since. <laughs> but she's become a, you know, an, an, an enlightened be- being, and she doesn't eat anything. That's in the Yogananda Paramahansa biography, that story. Is it? Yeah, that's yeah. I, I do. I got it from that's somewhere. Everybody could read it if they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. But these little pieces that I hang on a hook somewhere, sometimes they just all come together, <laughs> you know, and they're coming together in this book because it's like I would think, oh, she can do that or Ram Dass's guru can do that. But I'm just a little worm. Uh, <laughs> or I wrote yesterday in my journal. Uh, I notice these false beliefs and judgments, which no longer serve me. Uh, what is the false one? I am a turd. <laughs> and then I found it so amusing. I found it both disconcerting and amusing, you know, because I feel like I'm a loser and I'm very foolish as a turd. But on the other hand, that's not the truth. I can be a turd and love myself for being a turd, you know. And everybody's got turd turdishness in them. <laughs> so I could love everybody and the turdishness in myself. Um, but how did I get off on that? I don't know. <laughs> I just know you're safe and innocent. Yeah. <laughs> And forgiven, and one with uh, all that is. So I'm willing to heal all the way, all the way. I'm with you, Paula. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, me too. Me too. (laughs) We're all in. Yep. One of the things that I have uh, realized is that if uh, there have been times that I've asked, what would it be like to feel a certain way? Like, like Laurel was talking about for 10 seconds, she felt perfect, whole and complete. And when I've had those experiences uh, in my past, they always seem like a gift from God in that moment that God is showing us. This is how it feels. And it is, it's, it's possible. It will happen. 
And when I've had those moments, it that's that's what happens. It's like I get it for just ten minutes. Like one day I asked, "What was peace? What I wonder what real peace felt like?" And I w- remember the moment I was shown what it really felt like, and it lasted just a few moments. But it made me realize that, yeah, that's what I want. What do I have to do to get it? To work for that and realizing that it was possible. It's possible. I can have peace in my life. And it, it's happened. It happens. And so I just really love it when I have those moments of something that I, I've been, uh, would like to have because I know it's like giving me the knowing that it will happen. The knowing that it will happen. You know, a little, I feel like, Ronnie, that it actually already has happened. I mean, it already is in existence right now because time is, in, is an illusion. So we are getting that gift of just kind of, I guess, crossing into the dimension where, where it exists. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the way you said that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And the course, doesn't it, I mean, I, I, I don't quite understand it, but I mean, it basically, it teaches that we're, we're already living through something that's already happened. So we're already perfectly evolved and, you know, everything that we want, is it's already happened. <laughs> Pretty wild. Yeah, and it's a matter of, uh, how do you say, in the disappearance of the universe, as we do the work, the time just... Um, disappears you know the the time and space just disappears and um one of our fellas uh yesterday in the spiritual counseling group was saying so beautifully that we we're all winners because it's a done deal the course of miracles says jesus says it's a done deal this was a flash a momentary thought over then what he was drawing attention to was we can drag it out for ourselves, supposedly, or we can shorten it as, you know, in our individual and group experience. And I had this experience uh, last night in the Masterful Living One where we were talking with, um, we had we had breakout groups and we were talking about giving to get. Um, and one of the, the the ladies there in my group was talking about how she had an upset with her two uh, daughter-in-laws. And for 10 years, they didn't speak to each other. 10 years. 10 years. Then... What happened was she started doing Jennifer's work. Now, she didn't introduce it like that. She didn't say, I started to do Jennifer's work. 
But within this time span that she's been doing Jennifer's work, she began to see things differently. Just like Helen Shookman and that whole crowd. And she decided to make a different choice. And she gave gifts to her of monetary gifts to everybody in the family. But she gave them from the vibration of her heart. And they got it. And there was forgiveness there. Now, a monetary gift could be giving to get. But in this case, you could feel how it came from her heart with that intention for healing to take place. And they all got it. If it hadn't come from her heart, they could have said, oh, she's trying to buy us off. She's trying to pay pay for our time and attention, etc. But she gave that gift freely and they all got it and a healing took place i thought after 10 years see 10 years and then the choice to think differently how we can you know shrink time and space that was a beautiful lesson to me (laughs) thank you to her It's quarter after the hour. Are we ready to pray out? Would anybody like to put anything in the prayer circle? Mm-hmm. I'd like to put in that that uh, at the end of the week, um, when my perspective, when I meet my prospective roommate, that it will be. It will be a match (laughs) or something better. Here, here. Does somebody want to pray out? (laughs) Anyone? Okay, I'll pray out. 
We'll take a few deep breaths, sink into our hearts, sink into the stillness of God's love, God's peace, and God's joy. We take a deep breath of love and gratitude and partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to remember and recognize and know the truth of who we are. We are perfect, whole, and complete. We are so grateful for this beautiful community and grateful to have come together this time. We're grateful to know that we're in a safe place, that we hold each other in our hearts, that we show each other that we love each other, that we see each other as perfect, whole, and complete. We're grateful for all of our shares. And even if we do not speak, know that we support each other. We're grateful for our healing. And to know that when one heals, we all heal. Hmm. We're grateful to be able to share our breakdowns, our breakthroughs, our laughter, and our joy. And know that we're all okay. We're okay where we're at. And we share all these benefits with all our brothers and sisters because we are one. One in love. One in God. We ask Spirit, the whole Laurel, and her new roommate in our hearts. And we pray for the highest and best to transpire. And we know that it is done with love and gratitude. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Thank you, Ronnie. Beautiful. Beautiful, Ronnie. Thank you, everybody. You're such a beautiful community. Love you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.